Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope all is well with you and yours. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said it to me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. I don't say that cliche, but yes, I say that every single week because I am ecstatic because it's another day that I'm alive. It's another day that we on God's green earth. It's another day that I'm able to give him the glory. It's another day and another opportunity I have to get it right. And I don't know about you all, but I'm feeling energized. I don't know if the extra hour gave me a little bit more energy or I'm just glad to be alive and so many different things are going on and around us. But nonetheless, God is good and he's worthy to be praised. How many of you are ready to praise and worship this morning? I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm ready to praise and worship this morning. Come on in as we go in right now. Sister Dominique is waiting on us. Amen. I know she's ready to go, and I'm ready to go, too. So without further ado, we're going to turn right over to her and let our praise and worship leaders take us in. It's on you, Dominique. Good morning, Safe House. Good morning, Jesus, 
forever. He reigns forever. He reigns forever and evermore. you went through on this week but in spite of all of that he still reigns there is nobody like our God he reigns forever no matter what the circumstance is he still reigns in the midst of confusion he still reigns in the midst of everything you're going through he still reigns forever and we serve a great God we serve an amazing God there's no one like him <clears throat> The splendor of a king, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, the darkness tries to hide. Tremble at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. All we how great, how great is our God. It's our God. Speak with me. God, 
to me. Trust me. Just think about everything that you need to trust the Lord for. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him. Right now. All you have to do is only trust him. Only trust him right now. You don't have to trust anybody else in your life. Only trust him. 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 Right now, he will save you. He will save you. He will save you.
excellent, excellent. God bless you this morning, safe house. How many is going to give him a praise this morning? Give him honor, give him praise, for he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. He's so worthy to be praised. Come on, somebody. Will you give him a little praise this morning? For God is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. I am just so grateful to him from whom all blessings flow for he didn't have to do it but he did and i am one for for great forever grateful to him for god has just been good he's answered prayer i'm on prayer amen he's done it time and time again and i'm just grateful to be here with you again on this morning for god is good and he's worthy to be praised amen i'm glad to hear i haven't had any bad reports or anything that everybody's doing good and things are going well and i'm just grateful to god for, you know because there are some people things are not going good and things are not going well but i'm grateful to him from whom all blessings flow thank you um to you all who come in here every single week there's weekly i'm um, tuning into our broadcast amen as we continue to work through issues you all know how computers and stuff can be technology is always something i'm just so grateful to the wonderful praise um, leader that we have amen who's done an excellent job of working through all our little issues, amen. It's always something, you know, with computers, they change something or they change a setting, and then we have something that we have to deal with, you know, right there, um, the day of a trying to have to go back and refigure out. But I'm just grateful, grateful that God has given us such um, anointed and talented people to be, able, to be able to work with us and be a part of the kingdom. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. How many are just happy in Jesus on this morning? I'm just happy to be here with you. I know they tell us the calendar, tell us it's the fall of the year, but I know yesterday it was almost 80 degrees here in the Greensboro, um, Raleigh, Durham area. And um, I saw people yesterday, y'all know Pastor does the fishing thing. It was my last tournament of the year. And they was out there. I saw people out there about naked. You know, they were out there in the pool and, I mean, in the in the lake and swimming around. Um, I don't, you know, you know, I know the payday's coming after a while, you know, they tell us, though, folks say, you got to take care of yourself, hey, amen, you out there, um, we used to call it Indian summer, so I wanted to throw caution to the wind and tell you all to be able to, um, you know, don't play hero with this weather, hey, amen, we want to be well, we want to do well, but we don't want to anybody to be sick or be risking their lives, hey, amen, as we play um, in the different, you know, but the weather is going the way it is up and down. For God has just been so good to us, amen, and we don't want to tempt the Lord thy God, amen. So grateful to all of you all who continue to come in prayer. How many of you know that prayer changes things? Prayer changes things, amen, and we're praying, and I see some changes, amen. I know the growth that God has given us this year. This has been the year of the double harvest, amen, and I can just go on and on and on and tell you all the things that God has done and some of the things that I thought were bad that God actually did in my favor, amen, and some of the things that we've gone through and said, Lord, why this and why that, but then God has shown us in time 
that you know what he's always had a plan for us that he's always had it in his hand and all we gotta do is as um sister dominique was singing this morning all we gotta do is trust him trust him trust him and this is all he ever wanted us to do is to trust him if we go all the way back to genesis as we've been doing and we've been going through genesis we find throughout time all he wanted us to do was what trust him amen trust that he had um the way for us trust that he had the path for us trust that he had it all set up amen and all he asking us to do is trust 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 Trust, 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 trust. How many of you trust him today? I know. Trust him, trust him, trust him, trust him, trust him. Amen, amen. So um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go into, I'm just grateful for all of you all who continue to uh, show up in prayer. Amen. You know, prayer is not just about me. You know, it's not about me at all, in fact, but it's about you and you establishing um, good habits and good relationship with God. You know, you can't ask something of somebody who you never um, talk to. You can't ask something from somebody you don't have a relationship with. And we believe that it's important that you have a relationship with the King, amen, that you have a relationship with God, and that you develop your own salvation, amen. We come here, we come together, and we come to support one another. We come to worship together. But at the end of the day, this is a, a walk that you walk alone, amen. Walking with Christ, you, you walk this walk. You know, you have to make these decisions. You, the one out there, doing whatever you know it is that you know you do so remember that this is um about your soul and your salvation amen and that you have to make these choices among yourself also just grateful for what's going on in our bible class as we start the book of genesis and i told you all we'll definitely take our time in that and we've definitely um been doing that taking our time there in the book of genesis as we go through genesis how many of you been enjoying that so far Amen. I hope that you've been enjoying my um, ride through Genesis. Like I tell you, we're probably going to be in Genesis for the better part of the year. Amen. As we go through um, the, 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 not of the story, but the creation of there in the beginning. And it's very important that we go through that and we understand it. Because if you understand that, so many other things kind of come right into play. So many other things that you would get. So many other things that now you will understand. So, oh, this is why this is, and oh, this is why that is said. I believe that Genesis really does set the um, foundation for you know what we believe and um, and how we believe and how it goes forth. So it's very important and very critical that you understand and learn Genesis. I ask that you all, as many as will, um, invite others to come. Invite others to come. This is your church, amen, and we only grow by you, amen. The Bible says that what sheep begot sheep, right? So invite others to come. This is your church. This is where you put your time. This is where you put your effort. You trust what God is doing in me. Amen. So I ask that you reach out to others and send them my way. Amen. Um, also working on us getting together. Um, looking at some facilities where we could pay um, to come in and at least um, spend some time around the Christmas holiday. Also remember um, we doing our outreach. We normally do our outreach in the winter. So um be looking forward to hearing from you and you have any ideas any ideas of what we should do um this winter quarter i ask that you go ahead and send them because it's almost thanksgiving amen um so if you all have some ideas um bring them to me y'all know i'm pretty easy about that um you know whatever you have you want to do we'll get out you know we have a um a good relationship with the family dollar and the um food line there in greensboro with a place to be able to do different things so you all let me know what you want to do. Um, I'm always kind of weary about feeding people um, because there are just so many things that can go wrong. Not that I don't have faith, amen, but we also use wisdom. 
Um, so, you know, when we feed people, you know, you know, foodborne illnesses and all this kind of stuff that's going on right now, we just, we don't want any problems. Amen. Um, so, but um, outside of that, you know, um, we look at other things, whether it's giving away gift cards or whatever the case may be. Uh, I guarantee you, we give away gift cards, we'll be out of there quickly. <laughs> so everybody, you know, they find out you give away money. Yeah, be out of there fairly quickly, amen. But we want to be a blessing. Remember, we are the Safe House Church, and we're located in the East Greensboro area, and to be a blessing to our church. I'm not going to be too talky this morning, because I know you all want to hear what does says the Lord. And I do believe there is a word from the Lord on this morning to share with you um, as we go forward on today. Um, so please do remember um, Bible study on Wednesday night at 7 um, p.m., and then um, week, Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock a.m. Um, is our prayer. So we ask as many as come, come in and um, join in with us. Um, many of you have been um, asking questions about our website. Uh, we have an issue on our website where some things are not technically correct. Um, I got some corrections from um, some of the members. And I've been having some problems with our web guy, but as soon as we get that, hopefully that's going to be squared over this week, amen, and then we, that'll be 100% done, um, because there's some things that I thought they gave me access to to change, and we can't, I can't change them, so I got your um, comments, I got your uh, recommendations, and they are, it's not that they fell on deaf ears, it's just that I'm having a you know, tough time um, us connecting schedules with me being busy, and of course they've been a business, you know, they're all over the place, but we're going to get it together, amen, and because we're going to do things well and in excellence, and um, very soon I will be releasing to you what I believe that God has given us as our theme going forward next year. I think this year has been the year of the double harvest. How many of you can attest to that this has definitely been a year of double harvest? For some of you, you know, it's not only been financial, some of you have been spiritual, also, it's been in knowledge and, and, and understanding. You know, I've gotten more knowledge this year and understanding than I have in a long time. And it's been freeing. Amen. I got student loans forgiven this year. Some of you got student loans forgiven this year. You know, we talk about the year of the double harvest. Amen. You know, spiritually, you know, God's taking me through some things and, and I'm coming out of that. Amen. And, and as I come out of that, there's been a double harvest. But remember, the harvest, what? The Bible says it like this. It said the harvest is great, but yet the laborers are few. So even with all I doing, what we got to get some understanding. And as we get our understanding and how God wants us to move and how he wants us to go forward and bless his people and be a blessing to others. Because what we have is not for us. What I have is not for me, but it's what to be able to do the will of the Lord and to go out and do this work that he's called us to do and be a blessing to not only to those in our immediate area, but to those that are connected. Do you not know there's somebody who's watching you right now? And what I mean, you, I ain't talking about just watching me here on the internet or TV or YouTube or wherever the case may be. But there's somebody who's watching you and their life is going to be changed and their life is impact because you have influence. You have influence and your influence is not to be unestimated. And, and I'm going to touch on that at some point. I believe you know, God is you know, moving us in a direction, you know, I tell people you either have one or two things, you either have authority of in or influence, amen, and I'm not going to get into that, but you either have authority or influence, um, and we, God has called us and put us in position that we are to exercise both. All right, would you be so kind with me? I also want to give honor to First Lady, um, Felicia Ely. I'm just so grateful for her um, being here with us, amen, to the family God is blessing with, to all of you, the Safe House Church, 
who so faithfully attend here and support us with your tithes and offering that, you know, we've been saving, saving, saving. We're still saving. And you are, you know, because it's turning. You all see now the mortgage, you know, it's gone ridiculous and these things. And I just believe that God is what put us in position to say, look, prepare. And as we prepare, what's going to happen? As we prepare and we do what he tells us to do, then what? he'll bring in that part and he'll bring in that windfall or he'll bring in that situation and then we're going to be able to act on it. But y'all not know that? Watch that. Because if you know anything about, you know, real estate, and I know a little bit about it, and things like that, when it's time to move, they want to know, do you have money? Do you have skin in the game? And we want to be able to say, you know, God opened up a door for us to be able to have a tremendous property or, you know, to purchase a, a church or purpose or property or whatever the case may be. Then we want to be able to move how God allows us to move. Amen. And for that, it takes resources. So we've been saving for some years now and we're still saving and we believe in God. And, and then the right situation is going to present itself and then we'll move. So we're waiting on God. Um, you know, we're not. He's not done yet. So just know that what all these things are just building, and and the thing is, we live this thing by example, Amen. Um, you know, we just don't do things haphazardly. But God has a plan. We go to Him in prayer and supplication, and we ask of God, "Is it time to move?" And if you notice throughout the Bible, every time there was a great move of God, that God had them in time, and He told Gideon, "You got too many men. Take them back." Going there with this many, you know, he told David, he sent David into battle, and he gave him clear instruction. David wouldn't go, and they say, "Lord, is it time for us to go?" Yes or no? And, and he would tell him when it was time for him to go. So this is very strategic, Amen. And God is a very strategic God, and we need to be very strategic in everything we do because He wants to do it with excellence, Amen. And we want to be um, excellent caretakers and stewards of God's um, financial resources because y'all know this stuff don't go in my pocket. I got a job. Amen. And um, in fact, you know, I, I put in, I believe I'm one of those, I tithe. Amen. I know some preachers don't tithe, but I do. Amen. And I believe it. And um, it's gotten me this far. And some say, oh, we're tithing in our biblical and it's not this. Well, I tell you what, you do what works for you. I continue to do what works for me. And they kind of like, you know, the boys at the end when they went up there to, um, was it the Hebrew boys? And we'll see at the end who makes it out all right. You remember the story um, where we get the Daniel fast from? Daniel said, we don't want to eat the king's meat. His boy said, we don't want to eat the king's meat. Right? They don't eat the king's meat. And he said, just feed us fruits and vegetables. Y'all eat all the king's meat. And let's see after 10 days, I think it was 10 days. Let's see after 10 days, we'll see who looked the best. And they were wiser. They were stronger. They were better. They were not weak. They were limber. Um, they were agile on their feet, and they could do all these things. So, again, try God. I dare you to try him. My life is a living witness to that. Your lives are a living witness to that. That if you try him in consistency, see, some of us say, oh, I just did this, I did that. No, be consistent. Be consistent, and you'll see that he'll definitely see you through. All right, um, let's get into what I believe God has given us today. Also, if this is your first time, welcome to the Safe House Church. Um, my name is um, Dr. Peter Healy, and I get the opportunity to serve as pastor over this wonderful congregation where we work on three principles that we believe God has called us to be. Discipleship, empowerment, and accountability. We call it DEA. Discipleship, we're going to teach you. Empowerment, we're going to put you in position and help you to go forward and do the things that God has called you to do. And then accountability, we're going to hold you accountable. Yes, we believe in accountability. Amen. I'm accountable to God's people and God's people are accountable to me and we all accountable to God. Amen. For he is the ultimate ruler, judge, and he is Lord over our life. Lord be in ownership. 
right, so if you would so kindly, would you turn with me to the book of John? I have a little bit of reading I want to do today. So we want to, two scriptures here. We want to go to the book of John. See if I can get that to pop up there for you. I want to do John. Come on. There you go. I want to do John. Um, that's St. John, 10 chapter, verses 25 through 30. Again, that's John um, 10, 25 through 30. Then I want to go to Psalms, Psalms number one. Um, I'm so familiar with this scripture because, uh, you know, I think about when I was dating my wife, you know, which has been now, what, 20 some years ago. It's hard to believe that we've been married over 20 years. I mean, 20 years, it's over 20 now. We've been married over 20 years now. And I remember this was a verse that they did every Sunday. I don't think I had read that verse before we even came there, but it's fitting for where I believe God is taking us today. All right, so St. John 10 and 25, and then you put a thumb or put your, put a paper, a bookmark or whatever in there, and then go to Psalms number one. All right, I will screen share here for you so we see if we can get this going on this morning. All right, let me see here. Let's try it. Ah, there we go. Okay. I got a little something here. Let me click that off for you. All right. All right, so we want to go to um, John 25. I'm sorry, I'm up here a little bit. Here lately, this thing's been, the website's been throwing some little weird stuff on there. All right, as y'all know, I always use the Blue Letter Bible. I love the Blue Letter Bible. They have all kinds of translations, all kinds of stuff there. So it's just good, 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 good. All right, here we go. <clears throat> And it says this, John 25, um, so this is the um, the parable. Remember, Jesus speaks to many of them in parable or metaphors and a lot, a lot like we do today. Um, because why? It's easier for people to understand because you're talking to them on their level. What good is it to be so, what they say, so heavenly minded that you know earthly good? You know, our job here is to, uh, to walk, walk the walk and talk the talk and go towards and go to heaven. Amen. To be able to serve our king, but it's also to help somebody else along the way. And if we have information, we have knowledge, we have understanding about something, then it behooves us to be able to share that with somebody else. Let me see if I can get this a little bit better. It's bothering me. Okay, I think that may be it. All right, so so here Jesus is giving him. Um, it's a parable, and they um. I think y'all can see that. Can y'all see all of that screen? Uh, have some screen issues here this morning. Okay, and um, he's sharing with them a parable, and the parable that he's sharing with them is the one of the shepherd. So he gives this story. So I want to start in that story, at verse twenty-five, and it says this. And Jesus answered them, "I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me." But ye believe me not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. Okay. Now I'm going to go over to Psalms 1. 
Psalms 1, and it says this, and I think that might be a little bit better move, so we'll leave that mode. Psalms 1, and it says this. It says, and it's chapter 1, I'll read the whole chapter, it's not long. It says, Blessing is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish but the way of the ungodly shall perish let us pray oh lord and the father lord jesus we come to you this morning lord we want to say we thank you lord as we bring forth this word of life oh god lord jesus that it be nourishment lord jesus to our spiritual bodies oh god that we grow lord jesus that we be inspired lord jesus that we open up our bibles oh god that we study lord jesus that we go forth and show ourselves to be approved oh god lord jesus workman lord jesus lord right lead the body in the word of god lord we just want to say we thank you lord jesus lord i ask that you forgive us for all our sins those known and unknown to us oh god let this word lord jesus stick to our bones oh god let it stick to us oh god that we go forward lord and do your will and do your way lord and we want to say we thank you lord and we love you lord and we honor you lord you in this place and we honor you in this place lord you know that you are jehovah jireh that you are my provider you drove an easy lord you fight my battle you drove a sick of dude lord you god almighty lord and we thank you lord and we love you and we praise your name we actually do all the things of others in the powerful name of jesus for we know this one thing and we know this to be true that we walk by faith and not by sight so as I talked to you on this morning, we read this subject, um, this parable here. I want to leave with you this subject or this thought on today. And that is, know the voice. Can you put in the chat, know the voice? Know the voice, know the voice, know the voice. I'm not talking about the show, The Voice. I know we got a show called The Voice. And, and they, you know, they go on people's talent and how well they sing and all this kind of thing. But do you know the voice? Know the voice. Know the voice. Amen. Know the voice. Um, know the voice. Know the voice. So here we find that Jesus is having a conversation um, with some of his people. And as he had this conversation with some of his people, what is he speaking with them about? He's telling them about the shepherd. And, and he was telling them how he came to them and they did not know him. And he was telling them who he was and they did not believe him. And he said, well, simply as this, well, those who know me and know what I'm capable of and know what I can do and what I can't do, and, and that's, which is nothing, that they know me and they will follow my voice. And because they follow my voice, then what? They will not be plucked out of my hand. And, um, and me out of my hand because my father and I are one and the same. So therefore, I can tell you this with authority. I can tell you this knowing full well what I'm, you know, I'm capable of. And Jesus speaks and he tells them this, that they would know that the sheep would know his voice and then they would what? They would follow him. And so often this many times that people ask, when do I know when God is speaking to me? When do I know this is the case? When do I know this that is the case? And we find that sometimes we've struggled to hear God's voice in the midst of chatter. 
when I'm in the, in the midst of chatter. Why? Because there's so many different things. You know, I was looking even as early on this morning. There's everybody giving a prophecy. There's everybody who got a word from the Lord. There's everybody is doing this. And, and then at the same time, then I go look at their life. And I look at their life and their life do not line up with God's word. I look at their fruit. And I notice that there's no fruit. Amen. And, and I, I look at what they say versus what they do. And all these different things because everybody's got a voice today. Everybody's got a platform today. You know, most of them say, well, what's the difference between you having a platform? And I ask you that you go and you look at my life. Did you go look at, you know, our fruit and you go in there and look and see what God has done and see if that lines up with the word. And if it don't line up with the word, I tell you, don't listen to me either. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you, don't listen to me. If my life and what I do and what I say do not match up, then you have the right now to listen to me either. And if you notice here, what Jesus does, Jesus tells them these things. He said, look at me. Look what I've done. You know, look what we've done. Look at all the things that, that we've done together and the places, you know, the things I've opened. And I'm telling you, if you follow me, you ain't got to worry about it. You're not going to be plucked out of my hand. If you notice from the beginning, as we go back and forth in Genesis, it was always his intention for us to follow him. But he always gives us this thing, and y'all hear me talk about it often, and I'm going to talk about it too, I'm dead, is that he's given us this thing called free choice. And you and I have the opportunity to choose what we're going to do. We can choose to listen to another voice. We can choose to listen to this. The Bible said that in the last days that we have the, um, the perilous times will come and that men will what, have the, you know, they will be lovers of themselves and they have these things called itching ears. And what we find with itching ears is that it's somebody who was be willing to say what you're looking for. If you're looking for somebody to tell you that you're going to be rich and you're going to be a billionaire and you're going to win the lottery, I guarantee you there's somebody out there who's willing to tell you that for a fee. I'm willing to tell you, bet you there's somebody out there that's willing to tell you exactly what you want to know, what you want to hear and how you want to hear it and how you want to dress up for a fee. And this is where we are today. And we got to be careful, brothers and sisters, that we just don't hear any voice, but that we know the voice. Are y'all with me? And see, when, when we know the voice, when, when we know the voice, we got to be careful about any and other voices because all kinds of voices and all kinds of things are coming. You and I are always what in constant mm -hmm, um, competition. I mean, with um, there's always a, comp a constant competition for our attention. Look, we get on the YouTube and we get on Facebook and we got this and we got all these things that are there to distract us. And and I was reading and I was doing some research and I was talking about how do you stay more focused? And what I found out that distraction is not necessarily bad in itself because distraction allows you to rest. But for some of us, when we get distracted, we get distracted to the point that we get so distracted that we continually pull away and we never come back. See, Jesus knew, uh, and Jesus or you know, God, you know, they both wanted the same. But God knew, even in the Garden of Eden, because we call him God when he's in the Garden of Eden, he's Jesus when he comes down to earth. But but God, even in the Garden of Eden, he knew that, would, that they would be distracted. And what the enemy was in the Garden of Eden, what Satan was, was really just a distraction. He distracted them from what they were doing. We just read in Psalms, they said that, that, what, that you are to what, meditate in the law of the Lord day and night. And what it is, anything from outside of that is what a distraction. It's our distractions that draw us away. The Bible said, like this, it says, it's our lust. We're drawn away by our own lust. So it's the things that we get distracted about that we desire. And we may know that we desire outright, or we may know that we desire it secretly, but nonetheless, we desire that we, we know that we have this desire. Think about the times that you got yourself in trouble. Think about the times you got yourself in a situation that you had to repent from. Was it not from your own desire? 
Was it not something that you had already conceived that you wanted to do, but you know you knew it was not the right thing to do, so you kept telling yourself not to do it, not to do it, but then you kept meditating on it and you kept thinking about it, and then at some point in time, when the opportunity presented itself, you find yourself doing that thing. See, this is how sin, you know, takes root in our lives. Is that we know what to do. The Bible, you know, we get God has given us the Holy Ghost. We know we're convicted, but do you not know you can override the conviction of the Holy Ghost? So that still small voice that be talking to you saying, "Nope, you don't go that way. Nope, don't go by that because you know you can't pay for that. Nope, don't say that because you know that's gonna open up a can of worms. Nope, shut your mouth right here. You don't need to talk right here because if you say something, then they gonna know what you don't know." Mm-hmm. Or be quiet right here. I'm opening up a way for you because I already got this thing lined up. So I just need you to stand still and let me be God. So here, how do we know that voice? Because he clearly says that well, if I know his voice and I follow him, that nobody will be able to pluck me out of hand. So I'm here to tell you today, put all your anxiety and your worries to rest. Why? Because the Bible says if I'm following him, that nobody can pluck me out of his hand. And we have to remind ourselves daily that what nobody can pluck us out of hand. There's nothing that anybody in the world can do to us except God allow. If you go back and you think about the story of Job, what was the first thing that the devil asked? The devil, he said, well, I cannot do anything to Job because what? You have your hand on him. And if you move, remove the hedge, then I can do some things to him. So know that even if you have trouble in your life, even there's some things you're going through, just know that you know that it's only for a season. And the Bible talks about this that in the season that what in that season that you're gonna bring forth your fruit. We read right here in First Psalms, it said that you'll be like a tree planted by the river. Now think about a tree that's planted by the river. Well, we know number one, that tree that's planted by the river needs what? It needs water to grow. It needs water to grow. So it's planted by the river, but it's not notice it's by the river, but not in the river. Because what too much of anything can be bad. The Bible clearly tells us about things in moderation, right? And that we have to have things in moderation. So here with the river, it's planted by the river, but it's not in the river. And then it watch this. It said it gives forth its fruit in his season. If you notice here, the his was not a capital H, so therefore it was not referencing to God, but it was representing to you and I. That we're going to give forth our fruit in our season. And as we walk through this year of the double harvest and we go through that, know that there's times that you're going to give our fruit and there's going to be times that God is going to prune you. And during those pruning times, we have to know his voice to know that, okay, God, I'm not just out here. I'm not just desolate. No, I'm not in sin. I'm not quitting. I'm not about to give up. But, Lord, you're taking me through some things. How many of you have been through some things in the last year? How many of you have been through a couple of things in the last couple of months? And sometimes it was nothing you done. If you think about it, it was nothing that Job did. Job was just doing what God had called him to do. Job was just doing what he supposed to be doing. Joseph didn't do nothing. Joseph was, you know, I mean, he was maybe a little bit on borderline, being a little arrogant. But Joseph loved people. Joseph took care of people. Joseph was doing what he was supposed to do, and things happened to him. Nothing that Daniel was doing. Daniel was doing what he was supposed to do. He was loving God, and he was praising God. And here they go. They, they make up some rumors, and they set him up, and so that he could be in the lion's den. I'm here to tell you that know God's voice in those times. We found the three Hebrew boys, they set them up and said, oh, they won't bow, so let's go put them in the fire. But then when they get in the fire and they see the fourth image there in the flame with them, that God said, well, I'll be with you even in the fire, that they come out as crisp, you know, and as clean as they went in. So I'm here to remind you today that we have to know his voice. And then knowing his voice, his voice is what it's reassuring. And, you know, I think about it as a time as a kid, you know, if you was a kid and you was in the mall, I don't know about you, have you ever been lost? You know, lost out there. I just think about when I've physically been lost, it's one of the things I hate. I hate to be lost. My wife will tell you, if we drive somewhere, Peter absolutely hates to be lost. Can't stand it. 
You know, some people like being lost. You know, they like just riding around and finding, oh, I found some new stuff. Nope, don't explore me. When they sent out, when they brought out the Tom Tom and they brought out Magellans and all these Google, I mean, all these Google Maps and MapQuest, you know, I know I'm dating myself when I bring up all this other stuff. But nonetheless, I was happy. Why? Because I need a clear navigation of where I want to go. This is why we as a believer that the Bible gives us what? This Bible right here gives us a clear navigation on where to go. It gives us clear. The Holy Bible gives us a clear navigation. This is my navigation map. Then it tells me if I if I need peace, where do I go? If I need strength, where do I go? If I need to know that I'm loved, where do I go? And he's reminding us that well, if you use my navigation map, if you use my map quest, if you use my guide, if you use my Google Maps, then what well, I will lead you to go where you need to go. And you know what? I'm gonna protect you, even if you take a wrong turn. We all, many of us probably know by now, we use these different apps and things to take us different places. If you take a long term, what do they do? It is a recalculating route. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that the destination is still the same, but it may take us a little longer to get there. So just know that every time you and I, we fall into sin or we fall into things, it doesn't mean that God throws us away. No, God still loves you. It's just that now, whatever he has set up for you, whatever he had for you to have, it's going to take you a little bit longer to get there. This is why we got to know his voice. And not only just know his voice, but obey it. Some of us know his voice, but what? We won't obey it. Why? Because we're so caught up. So even Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, what did they, they knew his voice, but they refused to obey. They knew what God told them what to do. They knew God told them not to touch that tree. He, they knew that what? They were what? Drawn away by their own temptation and lust. And most of the time when we know the voice and we do these things, we got to be careful because then we can talk about giving over to a reprobate mind. And when we get to a reprobate mind, if God puts you in the point where you have a reprobate mind, then all hope is lost. But many of us are not even close to being at that point. But he wants to what? Bring us in. God said what? He said right there. And when we read this song, he said, wait. He wants your way to be whatever you do to prosper. It says right there in verse 1 and 3, it says, And you should be planted like a tree by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall what? Not wither, meaning you're not going to die. And whatever you do is what? Shall prosper. Do y'all not know that whatever you do should prosper? So why ain't you doing more? See, one of the things, um, as, as a pastor, as a friend, I'm always very, very proud of Brother Jordan because I see, you know, I remember when he started his, um, his lawn business, amen, and his lawn business, you know, he's at a point now, and I'm not trying to put this business out there, but God can bless him enough that that's, that's all he can do if that's what he wanted to do. God prospered what he put his hand to. And many of you have been thinking about doing things. Many of you have been thinking about going here and going there, and I'm telling you that God said, well, when it's your season, he will prosper it. So why aren't you doing it? It don't mean that you're not going to have seasons of downtime and you're not going to go through seasons of, uh, uh, of low times, but he's prospered you. You're God's kid. And if everything lines up and he's told you to go, why aren't you going? But you got to know the voice. And when you know the voice, you know that what? You're not going to be plucked out of his hand. He already told you that. So now what? I'm to go for it and know that what? This fruit and this harvest is not just for me, but what? It's for somebody else. It's to help somebody else. And I am the beneficiary of it because what? I'm the guardian of it while I'm here on earth. Are y'all with me? So here what? God has blessed us and keep us. And let me give you a couple of points and I'm going to get out of here. So point number one I want to give to you. How do you know God's voice? How do you know God's voice? Well, one of the key things is to know God's voice is simply this. Time. Time. The Bible talks about like this. It says seed, time, and harvest. Time. Time is one of these things that, you know, the most precious thing that I own is my time. 
And one of the things about my time is I don't know how much of it I have. And you don't either. Unless you take it into your own hand. And then you got a problem. So this is why time is our most precious commodity. It ain't my money. It ain't, you know, um, you know what I have and what I own. I know because oftentimes you and I, and I included, we trade our time for money. I go to work for eight hours to get a check. And I go, you know, I go do this so I can be paid. I'm trading my time for resources, right? So your time is what the most valuable thing that you have. I remember years ago, I saw a movie. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was called Out of Time. And the movie was basically that these people would live for forever as long as they have time. And they got to a point, you know, that they were sharing time with one another. And then some of them, the rich people had what? All the time. And they could just be here for as long as they wanted to be. And then some other people didn't have time and they would run out and the others would take their time. So your time. How much time are you spending with God? I know we pray every morning. I know that we do these things. But there's got to be a time that you spend outside of that. There's got to be a time that you get to know him. There's got to be a time that he speaks to you and you speak to him. Do you not know he'll talk back to you? That's not weird. Some people, oh, that's weird. No, 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 no. He speaks. Oftentimes, it's that we are not listening. He's speaking all the time, but we're not listening most of the time because we're not in a place that we can listen to him because we're distracted with all the things and all the inundation. He said that what? Meditate in my word day and night. So when we meditate on that law, what is he'll speak to us? Sometimes God speaks to me through some of the weirdest stuff. Sometimes I be fishing. Sometimes it be something I saw. And sometimes, you know, every every week, you know, I sit before you and God gives me something every single week like clockwork. And sometimes, I ain't gonna lie, it's been a woo, Lord. You're a little late this week. But <laughs> but nonetheless, God gives me something every single week. And that's because what we have to spend time. And as we spend time, he'll start showing you things about you. So I believe some one reason that some of us are scared to spend this time with him, because we don't know what it's going to bring. But I'm here to tell you today, any time invested with him, it's time well spent. And any time, remember, he's the one person that you can give time, and he can give time back to you. You don't believe I believe it was King Hezekiah. The Bible told him, prepare Hezekiah, prepare your house, for you got X amount of time to live. And and he went to God and he pleaded before God and asked God to give him more time. And, um, you know, I'm paraphrasing the story. And God gave him, like, additional 15 years to his life. So we're talking about the one who holds time. So why would you not want to invest time with the one who can give you time? Not just time for money. But the one who can give you time. Now, this time can be done in various different ways. You can be spending time in prayer. You can be spending time reading your Bible. Or just spending time meditating. Some of us, you know, we're so distracted. We know it's, like I say, it's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's the iPhone, it's the kids, the TV, it's the pad, it's the apps. It's something all the time. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. But when have you taken out time? I challenge you on this week. Call out, especially now that we've got this daylight saving time. Some of you going to be up in the morning early. I challenge you to find five or ten minutes of that day. I'm not seeing a whole bunch right now. Five or ten minutes. I tell you what, ten minutes. Time yourself. Get your little iPhone or get your your Galaxy or whatever you got. Put the time on, and for ten minutes, sit over there in the corner and do nothing. Don't go to sleep. <laughs> Don't go to sleep. But sit over there, meditate, speak with him. Guarantee is going to change your life. So time is one of the things. Time is the number one thing. What else he tells us about this? 
Why does failures and successes? What does failure and successes have to do with knowing God's voice? Well, not only as I spend time, I learn God's voice, but also with my failures and my successes. There are times that I've stepped out, what I call I stepped out on faith, and I thought everything that it was God, and you know what? I went out there and I failed. Well, how does failure teach you about God? Well, one thing that failure teaches you about God is that it wasn't God, because God didn't fail. Did you get that? That God didn't fail. And since he didn't fail, whatever he puts in your hand to is promised and is prosperous to grow. So therefore, if you did something and you believe you heard God's voice to tell you that and it failed, then it wasn't God. So now what you do is you learn from your failures. As you continue to go through the club, because that's why I say it takes time. You know, there's some people can say, well, I heard God today. I'm weary of those people. The Bible even says, don't be so quick to lay your hands on people to pray for them and make them elders. Why? Because we got to see, you got to see their life. We got to see what they're going to do. This is why you got to be wary of these, these overnight bishops and overnight apostles and all this. And I'm not talking about folk, but I'm just telling you what the words say. Folk who had been seasoned, folk who hadn't, who hadn't been around for a while or did anything, that all of a sudden now they're apostles such and such or they such and such or these folks are prophetess, this and that. They've been saved for five minutes. They ain't been through nothing yet. They ain't been tried. This is why he said, well, it's like a tree that's planted by the river water. Why is that a tree? Because that tree has now what? Surpassed the, 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 the sense of time because that tree can stay planted in a river. Have you ever seen a tree planted on the side of a river? You know, I saw plenty of them on yesterday as I was fishing. And, and I noticed the thing about it, the tree, the roots are exposed. <laughs> a tree that's planted by the river has roots that are exposed. So people always see your root. I make no shame about it. I know I'm apostolic. I'm apostolic born, apostolic bread, and one day I'll be, as they say, I'll be apostolic dead. But also in that, that being my root, I've come to understand some things and things that we got wrong and things that we didn't know quite well and things that we've, you know, not that we have evolved because, you know, God's word is God's word, but we have a better understanding of what God was trying to say and trying to, um, to get across or articulate to us at that time. So that was a failure. But even in that failure, what do we do? Now we learn what not to do. You only get experiences, Right. And either it was a, you know, some people say it was a good experience or a bad experience. But nonetheless, it's an experience. So I like to try to think, and I think about on the positive side, that every experience was a good experience. Because now at least I know what not to do. If I get it right the first time, then great. Wonderful. So that also tells me something. If I did this, and I believe God told me to do this, and I did this, and it was successful, then that means, okay. Doesn't mean that's necessary, God, because you know sometimes the devil gives you successes too. You Knows the Bible said, "Well, he he rolls himself like a sheet of light." Mm-hmm. Remember, because remember, I even told you in Bible study that what the word Lucifer itself is light. Looking up, y'all know I I tell y'all Google me. I'm a professor. I gotta be careful what I say, and I say when meaning that if I'm telling you something, I gotta tell you to make sure I'm telling you the truth, because I have to be accountable for the words that come out of my mouth. Okay? So even with that, well, a Lucifer is a type of light. So what the Bible said, well, he rose himself in this light and he fools us. He's that wolf in sheep's clothing, right? So for a while, and this is why this next thing, so even with failure and success, this is why this, uh, this piece is very important. And it's called grit. Grit is what? A level of resiliency. That I'm here to tell you today, this walk is not, it's not for the faint of heart. 
But God said, well, he, well, we will be protected, that he will take care of us. And even when it don't seem like we're going to be protected. I know you and I, we've been through some things, and we've been through some situations and some circumstances, and we feel like, Lord, where are you? Lord, why am I going through this? Lord, why do I have to be made like this? Lord, this hurts so bad. Lord, why did it come from this way? Lord, why did it come from that person? Lord, I love this person. Lord, I gave and I gave and I gave and I get nothing. But he said, well, hang on in there. You know, one of the things I saw that was a study in Harvard that was talking about, one of the things of all the most successful people in the world is that they share number three. They share grit. They just don't quit. And the Bible reminds us and tells us that what? That the end, that we, what? That he said that we would endure to the end, that he would be there with us. That what? We would be champions of the faith where our faith hold out. Well, we hold out in our faith. Well, we continue to go forward and know that, okay, God, I don't see it, but I believe that you're going to do it. See, even in these successes, that, like I said, you can have a real success, but the devil ain't going to always have you successful. Because what he's trying to do, he's trying to lead you to a trap. That you be this and you this, this and this. But as we learn God's voice, you're going to learn there's going to be some failures and some successes. And even in time, even I, I'm still learning God's voice. And I've been in this well over 20, about 25 years now. I'm still learning his voice more and more every day as I spend time with God. Because you do not know there's levels in God. That's the more, you know, you can go to deeper depths and higher depths in him. Because I'm learning. Sometimes I've missed it. And this is why the Bible said his grace is sufficient. Why is the grace? And the grace is that when I'm trying, when I'm going forward, Lord, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trying to figure out your voice. I'm trying to understand this, but I missed the mark. I gave you grace. Now get up and try again. The Bible says like this said, what makes a man just is not that he just man, I mean a just man follow what seven times, but what makes him just is that he continues to give up. Grit. Right? Grit. And what I'm telling you today is that some of you are gonna fall. Some of you are gonna go through some things. You're gonna have some successes and you're gonna be great. But then you're gonna have some failures, and I'm telling you that you are to learn from them just the same. And in your successes and in your failures, that you're what you're to go forward and know that God has got you and that He's going to protect you and that He's going to keep us. And He said, Well, you're not going to be plucked out of His hand. And then, whatever you put your hands to do, if He tells you that you can do it, then you're going to prosper and you're going to prosper in your season. And know that what you're not going to be in the council of the ungodly. You know, it, it, it baffles me to see people taking advice from people who don't know what they're doing. We see it all the time that everybody's an expert. Nobody's trained, nobody's studied, nobody's shown any time, nobody's even shown any success over time. It's like, look at me, I'm an internet sensation. I made my money off TikTok, so now you should come over here and do what I say do. This is the world we live in. Let me get up here and I'm calling myself, I'm a circuit player, I'm I'm a I'm a coach. And there's no poof in the pudding. But because that's where we are today, and this is why it's important, brothers and sisters, that we know God's voice. Anybody can get up before you, even I. I'm not beloved that. As I said, try the, the Bible said, try the spirit. And I'm telling you, try the spirit. If this ministry is not of that, then you're free to go. Because I don't want anybody here that you don't believe God has called you to be part of here and to grow with us. Because if anything, then what that does, it slows us down. This is called pruning. And I know pruning doesn't always feel good. It hurt. Would I be hurt if one of you all left? Absolutely. Because I'm human first. And I love people. Period. That's who God made me to be. I love people. Black, Asian, red, white, purple. It doesn't matter. I love people. Y'all know I love to communicate. But if God, you, if you believe that God has led you to do something else, we there wouldn't stay in your way. In fact, 
I bless you. Because we want to see what the Bible said. Whatever you put your hand to is going to prosper. And it's going to grow. If he's put a hand to it. Right? And but how do we do this? We know this by knowing his voice. And as we learn his voice. And as we go through these different things. Sometimes there's going to be ups and there's going to be some downs. But what? We got to hang on in there. So what are you asking today? I'm asking you what? To spend time. Spend time with him. Understand what the plan is for you. The Bible says in, in Habakkuk said, write the vision and make it plain. Though it tarry for a while, that it shall speak and it shall not die. Right? So there's a vision. There's a vision he's giving you. There's a vision he's giving you for your family. There's a vision he's giving you for your, your marriage and, your, and, 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 and jobs and all this kind of stuff. There are visions God has given me. And you know what? I got to do better about writing them down. Self-accountability. I'm telling you all. And see, I got two or three books that I have all this stuff. Get your journal. I got several of these things floating around. Well, I write in all of them all the time, right? But in the seasons that, you know, I sit down and I just write, 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 write. And I know some of you are writers, you know. And um, actually, I write a little bit. Just write, write, write. I don't know if y'all can see that. But anyway, there's plenty of things I was writing. This God just dropped stuff on me. And then sometimes what happens to me, I'm able to go back and I visit these books. And I go back and say, okay, God, yep, you said that. And I see some things that God has done now that I wrote in that book. I said, Lord, I need to be debt free. He's done that. Oh, come on, somebody. You got to pay this house off, but that's not going to fall. Lord, I want to have a business, and I want to be able to do these kind of things for my family. He's done that. Mm-hmm. Lord, I, Lord, if you bless me to be a pastor of a church, Lord, I want us to grow and be prosperous. He's done that. There's some other things in there that we've written the vision down, and we're still holding on. This is why I'm able to hold on. Why? Because I know what he said. And I know, I believe that I, I heard God's voice. This is why it's important that we know. Because when you hear God's voice, you'll hold on to that. Final example, and I'm going to let you go. I think about my children. I know we get closer to the Christmas time of the year. And if you have small kids, y'all know how Christmas is. You know, I, I think about it as a child when I was in you know, Christmas time. And I remember I would ask my dad for something. I said, Dad, I want this for Christmas. Or we want a Nintendo or whatever. And he said, okay, I'm going to get it. Now, if my dad had told me he was going to get me something, we held him to that. Accountability. Dad, you said that we were going to get such and such. Now, sometimes, were there times that things got delayed? Yeah, and I'm sure it hurt his feelings not to be able to do it when he said that he wanted to do it. There were times that he said he could do this, this, and that, and something happened, or financially something changed, and he had to make some reference. But because it was delayed, didn't mean it was denied. I don't have any any recollection myself of anything that my earthly father told me that he was going to do for us, or do for me that he didn't follow through at some point and do. He used to always say, he said, "Give me a little while, give me a little while, or let me let me give me some time to figure it out." And my wife will tell you all, and I tell you all, I say, give me a little time to figure it out, which means that I'm seeking God. I'm praying. I'm asking God for some direction. Lord, how are we going to do this? How do I need to move? How do I need to do that? Lord, is this in, is this in your will for us? And how am I going to go about it? And then I come back, oh, we're going to do this. My wife will tell you, the home that we live in now, I told her for years. She asked, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to move. We need this. We need that. And I'm like, hold on, it's not time. But then when the time was, I'll never forget, as we sat here and I even in our neighborhood, went into the, the office there, and we sat down and talked to people, and she was just thinking, and she'll tell you, and, and you know, if you ask her, she'll tell you, she was saying, oh, Lord, we just going through this motion, he getting all this information, and I told her, I looked at her, and I said, we're going to get, we can get this house, and she looked at me, and she about fell out the chair, <laughs> and it was like, why, because God had already placed in me, and he told me, I didn't know when, 
But when he said move, we move. And you know what? Things went exactly the way we needed to go. We got the house and moved in here. And we moved in, what, a month right before COVID. And even then, I asked God, I said, God, I want to spend more time with my family because I'm spending so much time working. You know, because I don't want to spend all the time I was doing working to um, get this thing. My son is young and all these kind of things. And what happened? COVID comes. And for the next two years, I work from home. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't tell me that God won't answer prayer. I got paid the same. I got all the same benefits. Come on, somebody should be shouting right now. I'm sharing testimony with you what God will do. Got to spend that time here and really got to see my son grow up and spend those crucial first couple of years with him. Here at the house, being able to pour into him. To work on ministry. So this is why I tell you all today, you know, we got to spend time. I know our time is coming as a church. It's just not yet. We got to wait our turn. I know some say, well, pastor, we don't have this, we don't have that. But you know, slowly there's progression. We have a praise and worship leader now. We have a, a, a burden podcast. And we have, you know, this part here. But now God is waiting on us. Because we can go go get a building and do all these things and there ain't nobody in there but us. So this is why I'm encouraging you. Use your witness. Witness to others. Why? Because we grow through you. And through your witness, because people are watching you. So as we prepare to go into this next year, and I'm and I'm looking forward soon to sharing what God is going to give us um, as our theme. Uh, I have an idea, but I want to seek Him and make sure this is it. But these things come in time. So again, time. We've been building for a while. Most ministries, they say the first four to five years. Well, we we we've made that through COVID. A lot of ministries shut down through COVID. But God already had us positioned that we started out here on the internet anyway. And therefore, everything was just moving just along just fine. So it was not missing the beat. In fact, we was probably more prepared because we already had cameras and everything. All this stuff we had, we already had it. Y'all know it. Paid for. And then God blessed us. And then what? Now we don't have overhead of a building. So we've been able to save, 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 save. So now when the right building, the right situation comes, because I believe, I'm believing God, and I know you all are believing with me, and I'm believing him to give us some kind of gym facility. I've told you all this before. The right division to make a plan. That we're going to have that. It's just not a Sunday morning thing, or it's just not a, a, a middle-of-the-week thing, a middle-of-the-week thing, but it's going to be a place, the safe house, it's going to be a safe place for these kids here in Greensboro. There's no Boys and Girls Club here in Greensboro. Last I checked. The YMCA, you have to pay money to go there. So where do all these kids go when they need a safe place? Where do they go to play? Where are those who cannot afford? Where do they go to get work out and do these kind of things? This stuff costs money. But I believe God is strategically placing us. He's given us people, student teachers. He's given us retired people who are now part of our congregation. They are retired in the sense they retire from their job, but they ain't retired from God's work. And I believe and I'm looking for God to do some things with them. He's going to keep them around. He's going to keep y'all healthy so that y'all even worry about that. And they're going to be people who are going to be what? Able to work and be a part of this ministry. Mm-hmm. And then God is putting us in place. You know, we always given us. We, we got a PPP loan. We paid that back. Why do we do that? We didn't need the money, but we did it. Why? Because we're being strategic. We're trying to what? Build credit with the government. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all let God work the plan. Trust me. We got to have some grit. Just hang on in there. God is not marked. Whatever man saw of that shit, what? He also read. So God's got us, y'all. But we got to start. What? We got to hang in there. We got to stay together. And we got to what? Keep moving and keep sowing and keep tithing and keep going and watch God. You know, 
you know, for 10 years, I paid that student loan. And I thought we got to the end of this thing. And I heard, you know, all the other people that they did all kinds of stuff to. They didn't forgive their loan. They, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. And all I was thinking, the fear was coming in my heart. And I said, God, you know, we've sacrificed for us to be able to do this. And you know what? And when it came my turn, God changed it. He changed the rules. Did you catch that? God changed the rules. I'm not saying he just changed it for me, but I know there's others that he's blessed, but he changed the rules. And even before that, he, he sent me a witness, right? Because he called somebody else that I knew and told me, said, hey, look, they did this, this, and this for me, so your time is coming. And sure enough, she was right, and my time did come. And I'm telling you, there's other, other things that God has done. And I'm telling you all, say, our time is coming. He said, what? Your season is coming. He says again, he said, that bring forth his fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither, and whatever he shall do shall prosper. Why? Because we're walking in integrity with God's people. He loves us, and we're doing our part. And I'm telling you, continue to do your part. Seek God. Spend time with him. Don't be scared to go out. Try some stuff. Are you going to fail? Yes, sometimes. Yes, you are. It's part of it. But even that failure is just another setup for you to do something else. There's some things that didn't go exactly the way I wanted them to go. I failed at them. I hate failure. My wife used to tell y'all, Peter does not like to fail at anything. I see it in my son already. He don't like to fail at anything. But sometimes it's necessary because sometimes a step back is a step over and a step up. Right? So it's how we look at it. And then the grit. Don't give up. God said, I got you in my hand. And he only can pluck you out of my hand if I allow him to. And even if I allow him to, know that I have a plan then to redeem you, to bless you, and to prosper you. You all take care. I've spent enough of your time on today. I hope that this word, you found this to be earth-shattering, heart-shaking, running in your veins to say, you know what? It's time. It's time for me to get up off my do nothing stool. It's time for me to move on. It's time for me to go after that 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 situation, that vision that God has given me. It's time. Because it's not going to be easy. It's going to require some time to happen. Things just didn't happen overnight. They didn't happen overnight. But if you hang on in there and you see what the end is going to be, that God said he will bless you and you will be prosperous. And the fruit you bring forth, you'll bring forth in your season. God bless you all. I love you all. I hope that you found this word to be um, nourishment to your spiritual bodies on today. So if you'll be so kind at this time, we want to transition to our um, tithe and offering time here. But God has been good to us, amen, and we know that um, he's, his mercy has um, been everlasting, and we want to be able to give and bless God in tithe and offering. So then, here we go. So here at the Safe House Church, we use the cash app, the dollar sign, Safe House Church, G-S-O. Again, it's dollar sign, Safe House Church, G-S-O. Or you can go to our PayPal. It's paypal.me forward slash ministry. And again, it's paypal.me forward slash ministry. And the Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Um, good measure. Oh, I have mercy. I lost my... 
say give and it should be given unto you. Good measure and press down and shake it together and run it over shall me and give unto your bosom. So we're just so grateful to all of you all who give here tithe and offering. Um, and as always, we will have your tax statements and things that at the end of year. All this goes to the help and the growing of the ministry here at the Safe House Church this morning. Also, I want to be reminded that there is Women at the Well on tomorrow for my ladies. Women at the Well, the return of the Women at the Well. So, um, I know that you all have taken a good little break. and um, uh, But now Women at the Well will be back. So, please um, be reminded that Women at the Well is on tomorrow. I was looking for my sheet. I'm sorry, I could not find that. But Women at the Well on tomorrow. So, please know that Women at the Well. All right, so women at the well at 7 p.m. on tomorrow. God bless you all. Love you all. Hey, um, if there's anything that we can do here for you, I appreciate um, you all reaching out and just supporting us. Amen. And just being so good. For God is good and he's wonderful and he's worthy to be praised. And if you get a call from me or whatever, just know this, this pastor being pastor. Amen. I don't want to be in your business or nothing like that, but I do call and check on my people. Amen. Um, you know, you know, a good shepherd, you know, a shepherd go and check on the sheep and make sure the sheep, are, you know, if they ain't seen the sheep in a while, I'm going to call you. Um, if I, if I ain't heard from you in a while, I'm going to call you. If you come across my mind, I'm going to call you. If God lay something on my heart for you, trust me, I'm going to call you. So I'm one of those pastors, amen, and, you know, and I, I hope that, that, you know, it's just, that's the kind of church that we are, that um, we love them. And I ask if God puts you on my heart. It puts me on your heart. That you pick up the phone and you call me. I have no problem. Amen. You know, because you know, I believe that God sends you all things and warns me too. Amen. You know, and I say this and I'm going to get off. It's 1030. Because even, you know, with the sheep, you think about it, When sheep are in the field, when they start making certain sounds, it does what? It alerts the shepherd. When the sheep start running all in one direction, the shepherd knows something's not right. He knows there's a, maybe a wolf over there or there's a lion or whatever the case may be. So, I love to hear from you all, and we love to um, fellowship with you all, and we look forward to going forward with you all. God bless you all. Love you all. You all take care. Enjoy the rest of your day, and um, and we'll see you all on tomorrow morning. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye.